0: Hey, this is a shout-out to all pharmacy owners out there. You're champions of your community during this pandemic. Your pharmacy is more important than ever before. There's a product out there I'd like you to take a look at. I'm talking about the Pen Needle UltiGuard Safe Pack. For the same copay for your patients as pen needles alone, the UltiGuard Safe Pack provides 100 premium pen needles and a sharps container all in one. When pharmacies dispense the Pen Needle UltiGuard Safe Pack, they see consistently higher revenue and higher margins. Check this product out today and let us know what you think. Go to www ulti guard safe pack forward slash podcast that's Altiguard guard safe pack forward slash podcast you can get a free sample pack on the website thanks for all you do as frontline health care providers and thank you for listening to the pharmacy podcast
1: you're listening to the pharmacy podcast network Subscribe now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Castbox, and all your favorite podcast players. Join the Pharmacy Podcast Nation today!
0: Hey, you know pharmacists? You, know, I'm your number one fan, and I always think how. How can this publication bring more information to you on a personal level? We always talk about things like PBM reform, and we're talking about how to market your pharmacy if you're a community pharmacy owner. We're talking with a lot of women pharmacy leaders. We're talking about racism and, and race disparities and health disparities. We're gonna be having uh, technology discussions um, with, uh, with Dr. David uh, Berkowitz and continuing to talk about how to use technology to forward um, many of the initiatives of pharmacists as, as, uh, as healthcare providers and, and understanding how data can impact health but today I want to go inward. I want to talk about pharmacist health and how you're taking care of yourself. How are you focusing on you in order to be a the best healthcare provider that you can be? The stress that you're under has been complicated and has been amplified by the pandemic. And what Community pharmacists are going through. I've talked to so many of you uh, lately in the last, especially the last three months, and my heart goes out to you. I love you all. I'm your greatest fan, and I'm going to push for advocacy for uh, breaks, uh, for bathroom breaks, healthcare breaks, lunch breaks. We've heard good things from Walmart. We've heard good things from CVS uh, changing some of their things, and. There's always good and there's always bad, but what I wanted to do today is just take a pause and bring on a champion of self-health, someone who really understands this from her own story of championing her own health and things that happened in her own life. I want to welcome Dr. Ashley Dwyer to the Pharmacy Podcast. This is the first time that she's coming, certainly not the last, but welcome to the Pharmacy Podcast, Ashley.
1: Hi, thank you so much for having me. Good morning. <laughs> Good
0: morning. You know, you are one of my most favorite Instagram accounts because of the positive oh. bring. And what I like about your Instagram account is the honesty and how you show yourself in a multitude of States. You'll share about being stressed or being tired or, or giving coaching to the followers that kind of follow your account. And And the honesty is being pulled through things like your website, your blog. Uh, The name of your website is TheBigDayNutrition.com. But I want you to share with your listeners a little bit about yourself and a little bit why you've started this campaign of really reaching out to healthcare professionals and especially women with the stresses that we're all facing.
1: All right, no problem. Well, hello everybody. Um, yes, I am a pharmacist. I've been a pharmacist now for six years. I graduated from the University of uh, Florida College of Pharmacy program in 2014 and I am in retail pharmacy, which can be super stressful and hectic at times and especially, I mean, every, every, it's fast it can, right? But retail, when you're working with the general public, has its own, um, you know, area of, <laughs> of issues and, that's where we predominantly find we don't get breaks. We don't get the bathroom breaks and the lunch breaks and and things like that. And so in my experience, I mean, I've always been a person who's grown up an athlete. Um, I, you know, tried to work out and considered myself healthy in undergrad, which I also did at the university of Florida. So I have to do a go Gators shout out. Right. And then (laughs) lots of time spent there. And then when I was in pharmacy school, you know, you learn, obviously we're learning all about these drugs and we're learning about lifestyle differences and, you know, pushing some clients first and counseling them first on lifestyle changes. But when you get into the general practice setting, you realize that lifestyle changes aren't being pushed at all, if not enough. And so, so in my, you know, long story short, in my brief history, I I got into like bodybuilding competitions through NPC and I learned about you know, working out and fitness and exercise. And I also learned what isn't healthy. And maybe what I put myself through during that time was not healthy, which was overeating and under training. And when I got into my pharmacy career, I kind of realized, you know, hey, we're doing the same thing here by working super long shifts on our feet, running around with less health than we should have. And we're not eating as efficiently. Like I remember I would have to live on protein shakes some days because I didn't have time to sit down and actually have a meal. And so, you know, I notice a lot of pharmacists, a lot of my peers eat nothing if they even do eat something at the day. One meal during 12 hours is not substantial or healthy. Not drinking enough water at all, maybe a 16 ounce water bottle through the whole shift because A, you don't have time to go to the bathroom, or B, you just don't have time to drink water. So it's a really big issue as healthcare providers that we're not even taking control of our own health, you know?
0: So I think of you know the pharmacist who's counseling a patient with um, diabetes, with hypertension, with maybe even an eating disorder, and the pharmacist sitting with them for a short period of time and giving them some pointers. And it seems that we, as pharmacists, you as pharmacists, and so many of our listeners are giving advice that they're not taking themselves in order to care for themselves. And I think there needs to be some some bravery that comes out of this, not only to level with yourself as a human being, for goodness sakes, but also <laughs> pushing back on your employer to let them know that it's not okay if you aren't taking the time to eat right, to take a break, to uh, use the restroom, to do all the things that you and I just spoke of, but you know, you're coming away from that uh, that that retail uh, environment, and you're really concentrating on your consultancy, which is so important. We need more Doctor Dwyer, Dwyers out there doing this kind of work. But why do you think that is? Why are we hypocritical in many ways about the health of our patient, but not the health of ourselves?
1: I. I think that's a great question because the, the, being a hypocrite or the hypocritical nature is definitely what it is, right? And I think it's because we know what to do. We know exactly what to do. It's just actually implementing those changes. So I think it's really easy to spew out what people should do. It's, it's easier to give advice than take your own, right? Like that's how it always is. And so I don't think that we necessarily take the time to sit and reflect and change our daily habits like we're telling patients to. Um, like anyone listening right now, like if you have seriously thought, how many glasses of water do I drink a day while working? How many times do I actually sit and take a meal break or even sit down for that matter, if you can? Um, you know, how, how often are you taking care of yourself while you're trying to, to do, take care of your patients? And you know what? I think a lot of that too, without sounding too, you know, ownership and taking liability does have to do with our work environments. Like sometimes it is very, very hard with the setup that we're given and the environment that we're given to care for ourselves in the way that we need to. Um, I know if you're, if you're at like a big corner drugstore and you're filling 800 scripts a day, you don't have time to do anything. So it's really unfortunate that we're kind of almost set up for failure in this aspect.
0: So mental health is a big part of the impact and the stress of a pharmacist working um, as hard as you mentioned, 800 prescriptions, 600, 1,200 prescriptions a day. Talk, um, talk to me about your experience with mental health and fitness and how they balance each other.
1: Oh, my goodness. Well, mental health, to be honest, is probably more important when you are trying to conquer any type of health goal in general. I know from my background, um, when I was training to compete, it was more mental than it was physical to show up at the gym. Cause I had to tell myself like, no, you can't have this cookie. No, you can't do this. Like self-discipline was huge. And so it was a huge psychological battle and, um, referencing my consultancy, as you said, uh, for those who don't know, but the big day nutrition is a side company or is a company that I created where I consult men and women on, um, healthy ways to lose weight. And we do macros and we do all of that build nutrition plans. And so I find with most of my clients that it is a huge psychological you know um, issue and a breaking point where they are either you know having addictions towards food or using them for coping mechanisms. They are not eating enough because they are so stressed um the the i find with most of my female clients they're not they come to me eating like 900 1000 calories a day and me bumping them up to what they should be at is a huge mental battle too because they you know you think you're going to gain weight if you eat more so if anything mental is is huge and stress management um you know stress as we all know affects cortisol and affects our hormones and so if we have increased cortisol we're going to be gaining weight and maintaining, re, uh, sorry, retaining water. Um, a lot of midsection issues. Our sleep is going to be affected, which we need for recovery. And so, I think stress management and mental health is like sixty percent of the game. To be honest, <clears throat> it's a huge factor.
0: I'm wondering, Ashley, stressful work environments. Um, pharmacists are in the of that every day and they're responsible for the lives of people that they're serving. They're keeping people alive. They're catching interactions. They're catching possible mistakes that uh, based on the stress that our physicians are also going through, they're picking up on some of those mistakes and ensuring that that the medication isn't moving forward through those final checks through your your pharmacy systems. Stress at work. Stress at home, stress with relationships. I mean, there's so many aspects of this. What are some of your tips for pharmacists? Because you know this firsthand uh, based on your background and experience, but what are some of the tips in a 40 to 60 hour work week um, for, for pharmacists that are listening today?
1: So some tips that have helped me manage stress and which can help everybody, as, as I mean, we know. Um, meditation is huge. So I know we hear this all the time, but if you actually sat down even for five minutes, 10 minutes, and just took a breath in the morning before you went to work and focused on deep breathing and just tried to clear your thoughts a little bit, it sets your whole day up for, you know, for success because you're not reacting to what's happening to you anymore. You're now, you know, in control of how the day goes. And so just taking five to 10 minutes to meditate, even if you took a, 15 to 20 minute walk outside walking in nature walking outdoors has a great effect on stress and cortisol getting your body moving as that helps doing exercise helps release uh, endorphins and helps with stress management drinking enough water um, getting enough sleep so you know i talk about being stressed and not getting it proper sleep which a lot of americans everybody suffers with not getting quality sleep these days and we all know that sleep medications are prescribed all the time now and you know it has a lot to do with, we stare at computer screens all day, so if you're not wearing blue light lenses, get yourself a pair of blue light lenses. They're super cheap, you can find some on Amazon. Um, but those really help with helping us create enough melatonin to get to sleep, meditate before bedtime to help with sleep. Uh, teas are really calming, you could do chamomile. There's, there's a lot of different things that we can do to kind of ease our stress that don't even rely on pharmacological or Western medicine effects. So like getting our body moving, like I said, maybe some herbal teas, meditation, going on walks. There's all those little things can make a huge difference at the end of the week with our stress levels.
0: In our show notes, uh, listeners, we are going to have links to Dr. Dwyer. Um, definitely her Instagram page is the main place that she likes to connect with fellow pharmacists and fellow healthcare providers and workers. And your clientele, uh, Ashley, talk to us a little bit about that and the diverseness of of who you've been helping lately.
1: Of course, Yeah. So my clientele um, ranges from, it, it is mostly women, but I do also work with men, but I work with uh, busy professionals as well. So I currently have a pharmacist on my client roster as we speak, who works for the same company I do. So I totally know her schedule and what she's going through. I work with physicians. I have an internal medicine physician on my, on my client roster. I, work with, I have um, women who are attorneys. I have women in the Air Force who I'm working with. I have CEOs my, my clientele is basically busy professionals who can't find the time or don't understand maybe how to create the time. And then I help you create the time and the space and how we can map together a healthy routine for you. So we're going to break some bad habits, create some good ones, um, and move forward in that way, because that's usually the struggle, right? Is where I'm already so overloaded and so busy. How can I add anything else to my plate? and i think the the real question is why am i not you know making my health a priority in my life right so that my my clients really stem from those type of type of uh, individuals and then i will say 90% of my female clients if not more my clients come to me when they're not eating enough and you know they want to lose weight but my job is to get them to a healthy daily caloric intake and a healthy range for their body because they've been in such a deficit for so long. So I could say that that's that's becoming my new specialty.
0: (laughs) I think it's amazing that you are moving out of that traditional pharmacist role in, in daily work to more of this holistic fitness side. However, I know that all of that science and all of that knowledge and all the experience that you've had as a pharmacist is going to continue to play in the importance of your coaching and of your consultancy, because you're going to understand how um, different chemicals and different uh, vitamins and different medications are going to impact. And, And you and I talked offline about the customization of some of the programs that you're putting together. Let's Let's talk about the customization of of what you're planning to do for your clientele.
1: So how I kind of develop custom plans for my page for my I say patients, patients and clients now. So what I focus on is obviously their age, their activity level, their current weight, their goals, whether it's fat loss, muscle gaining. Um, I take into account your schedule. If you can cook, if you can't cook, you know, then we focus on easier meal options. Um, Or if you are, say, for instance, I had a client who was in and out of the airport every two days. So she was constantly traveling. And most people would definitely use that as their excuse as why I can't stay healthy. But she like killed it. And that was because we were able to, you know, go over healthier options while traveling and while being in restaurants and while being out and you know, so those are some of the things that I customize. Um, I also do, I can build fitness plans and fitness routines through, um, through or with my clients, everything is done remote. So that would all be through an app. I'm not a personal trainer. I don't come and work out with you, even though that would be awesome. (laughs) Maybe one day, but, um, yeah, so we take all of that into account. We take into hormones and medical conditions. I do not try and treat any. I'm not a functional medicine practitioner. How however awesome that would that would be in the future. Um we're not trying to treat these these conditions because, you know, by law I really can't do that. But We, I will take into consideration, you know, if you're hypothyroid, what foods are better for you than not for you, um, what your exercise level should be like, what type of exercises you should do. So all of that, there's so many things that, that should be taken into account when you're developing a program for someone. And so to just go online and buy like a simple diet plan or, or take part in a fad diet is, is definitely, I think doing more harm than good because it's, it's so cookie cutter and it's not meant for everybody, you know?
0: Not customized. You're right. Correct. I, I read a story about Dr. Amber Can. She's a PharmD. She's been a pharmacist for 19 years. She currently practices in Louisville, Kentucky, in the greater uh, metropolitan area. Over the years, she worked at a hospital pharmacy and an independent compounding community pharmacy. And she was quoted saying that retail pharmacy is particularly stressful right now. The metrics on which the pharmacist's performance is based does not re- relate to patient safety. She says major chains insist pharmacists fill a quota. Of prescriptions per day, in addition to calling a quota of patients to remind them of refill refills, asking each patient to get a flu shot, administering flu shots to those patients who agree, and competing paperwork related to inventory and controlled substances. The reason why I'm mentioning that, and you know, I want to give kudos and uh, to the champion um, of of Doctor Amber uh, Can. I want to let you know that. You can stand up for your patients and yourself as that pharmacist provider. We're seeing a change and we're seeing an opportunity to bring to light what is expected of a pharmacist under the pressures that you are under. And if you don't think something is right based on these cookie cutter metrics, uh, Dr. Dwyer, you just were talking about how things um, that are cookie cutter in diets and cookie cutter in, in, in fitness programs are not right. Meaning your body might need something different than my body. Um, Sleep. I know there's a variance of sleep for people uh, versus others. And when I think of of Amber and what she's gone through, what she's saying about metrics, I think of those same metrics tied back to us as busy professionals and how we need to push back on um, organizations that expect um, so much from, from pharmacists. And I just kind of want to hear, how do you deal with, how do you ever deal with, um, the metrics that are expected of you and when you feel that it's pressing you to your limit?
1: (sighs) That's like a, not a loaded question per se, but I guess to be honest, we just do it. I mean, it sounds so probably not the answer that we want to go through, but i will i will talk from from my past because where i'm at now i i am at a what we consider like a slower store it's a it's a newer pharmacy so we haven't built up as much clientele as a you know a normal chain in my in my uh company but so i'm I'm a little lucky on that aspect where some days i will have enough time to get everything done and it's no breeze but then other times, you know, I, I don't, and I just, we kind of get it done, right? Like you hustle and you, you try and do it. But I do know in my past, like I would have to sit down with my pharmacy manager at the time I was an assistant and go over like how we can make these better with what we have. And we would try and make do with our overlap, which I know is like like non-existent for most companies now. And you, you kind of take it home with you. Like you kind of package that stress, but I would say there's there's not a really big outward rejection of how do you expect us to meet these metrics because I don't know I, I I think like the pharmacy career these days is is getting a little fragile and what I mean by that is it's hard sometimes to be super outspoken because there's so many graduates and we're getting so saturated that you know I think there's fear that if you speak up and say something you'll be easily replaced.
0: Absolutely. So
1: I, I I hate saying that and it sucks to be in that position, but that's what's that's what's happening. That's the reality, you know?
0: Absolutely. I think this comes back to even a buddy system or more than just one so called work buddy. But if you are part of a bigger organization and you know of other pharmacists who work for that same organization, having a collective feedback through um, a group of you, uh, 10 of you, 20 of you that are on the same email chain that you send up to your regional director and just saying, we're concerned as healthcare providers. We're concerned for our patient safety. We're concerned for our own safety. And here's our top five things that we're currently concerned with within our district. And oh, by the way, here's our positive reassurance of how we think we could uh, solve this problem. Therefore, you're not sitting there quote-unquote complaining without having a solution. But as healthcare providers, you're saying, here, here's what we think we can do to help solve it. And then collectively, as you've referenced, Ashley, you have less of a chance of feeling like that you've been uh, singled out.
1: Right. No, I, I love that idea. It would definitely have to take some – we would have to rally. like We would have to get a bunch of people on board to do this. Um, which I love the idea. I would definitely be on that <laughs> in that group and on that board, trying to implement some positive changes. Um, but we would have to show that it is financially, you know, productive for the company as well.
0: That's right, and I think the longevity of of careers are for each of these locations, even independent pharmacies, um, need their. Their pharmacist to connect with their patients. So, you know, having a pharmacist be there for one year and then changing out the pharmacist is not in the best interest of that specific organization in that specific community because the the patient really looks forward to seeing that same pharmacist that knows them and knows, you know, different things about them and and makes a big difference in the outcomes versus uh, treating it like a fast food restaurant.
1: Yes. Oh, I hate that <laughs> that metaphor, but it's so accurate.
0: <laughs> yes. So, what are your um, advice for um, some of our listeners today? And um, please reference anything that you'd like in order to draw them into some of the, the, the consultancy services that you're offering.
1: Um, I guess some tips just to kind of make some changes now, you mean? Like yep. what you could do. Well, I think, I think we should, you know, those, those top, those tips that I listed earlier for stress management, I think would be a great addition. So, you know, focusing on maybe starting five to 10 minutes of meditation or going for a walk, or even like we tell patients exercising three or more days a week for 30 minutes or more. That would be super beneficial. Um, the number one thing anybody can do to honestly be healthier and start, you know, if you're looking to lose weight, anything like that, is to drink more water. Water is so underrated, and you know, you hear from patients, "Oh, I do drink a lot of water." Well, how much is a lot of water? Um, like two of those sixteen-ounce bottles. That is not a lot of water. <laughs> that is nothing. So I will say that, that the trick or the the recommendation is half your body weight in ounces, but I would even say going more towards 100 to 120 ounces a day. Like I, even in the pharmacy, I get to the pharmacy, I buy a gallon of water that's supposed to be my water for the day, and I finish it before I leave. So I'm definitely a gallon or more person, and yes, that might result in more bathroom breaks, but I feel better, and you know you need to feel better in order to do your job correctly. So, so implementing a ton of water, um taking those necessary meal breaks and providing yourself with food that is going to do you more good than harm. So obviously more fruits and vegetables, packing some snacks so you don't get super hungry and then binge on whatever's close to you. So I think that would be a big one especially for pharmacists is maybe bringing some healthy snacks because I know when you just get so hungry, you'll go out and order a sub if you're in a grocery train or you'll you know, eat a bag of chips or something if you're in like a Walgreens or a CVS or you'll order bad to go food, um, pizza, everything like that. So I think keeping yourself stocked with some protein shakes or snacks is a great idea. And then, um, yeah, I mean, those are great ones that you can start with just on your own without any plans. And then if you're looking for maybe a consult, like, you know, something that I do, really take an inward look at you know how much you're maybe eating what you're willing to sacrifice or move around in your life to create better habits and look at your daily habits and think like oh are those really good for me you know with this corona situation i think we've all seen how important our health and immunity is to you know diseases and fighting and staying working and being healthy and so i think that if anything that should be our number one to to kind of boost up for the year of 2020 is to really get our health in check so so just taking a look at your habits and then asking yourself, like, am I ready to make this a priority? Like, why is this not a priority? And then taking steps to either invest in yourself to hire a coach to maybe get you to that level or just implementing the simple changes I've given here on this podcast.
0: I love it. I love the honesty that comes from your Instagram account. I follow you at Dr. <laughs> Dr. Dwyer, um, also, um, at the big day nutrition, um, Post that you put out you just put out a post about a week ago saying how you've heard back from people in your network that um how easy it is for you because you're so uh fit or and lucky
1: then, yes you're so kind of lucky
0: you're like wait a second that that was a tremendous amount of work <laughs> and, um,
1: yes 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 yes
0: so that kind of honesty i really appreciate but I want to uh, encourage our listeners to connect uh, with Ashley and follow um, the Instagram account, but also uh, be interactive. The The way that we're going to learn, the way that I've learned most throughout my um, uh, 11 plus years of podcasting has been from other pharmacists who have come on and shared. So let's connect uh, with each other. Uh, listeners, once again, it's Dr. Ashley Dwyer, it's D-W-Y-E-R, and she can be found at Doctor. Dwyer, Anything in closing, uh, Ashley, that you'd like to share with our listeners?
1: Um, I just want to say I am super pumped to be here. So thank you so much for having me on here. And just like you said, being able to connect with other professionals and like-minded individuals and people just going through the same thing um, is really comforting, especially in a time like this. So, so, you know, I I can't wait to meet all of you. I want to meet all of you and just You know, know whatever you're feeling and going through right now, you are definitely not alone, but there are always ways to, you know, move past it, right? So drink more water. That's my closing that's my closing point. (laughs)
0: Closing point is drink the more water. That's great. Drink more water thank you so much for sharing if you ever want to come back just let us know ahead of time we'll definitely get you on i'd like to do a collaborative with you and a physician who believes also in fitness that'll go into our collaborative care uh, podcast series where we kind of cross-reference nurse practitioners physicians pharmacists together working together and um, maybe we'll even feature some of your own uh, followers or clients because of um, because of what you're doing
1: oh nice that'd be awesome Yeah.
0: Very good. Well, uh, listeners, we thank you so much for listening to the pharmacy podcast. Please connect with Ashley. Uh, you'll see all the links in our show notes. And as always, we thank you for listening to the pharmacy podcast.